This is the Ad Hero Podcast, the podcast that reveals marketing tips, trends, and techniques by industry experts, insiders, and influencers. For years, Ad Symbol has helped businesses develop and launch campaigns to amplify their message, establish authority, and earn their lion's share of the market. This podcast will help you design and supercharge your plan to make an impact with valuable lessons you can apply in your business today. To get more information or start now, visit adsymbol.com. That's A-D-S-E-M-B-L-E.com. Let's get started. Welcome to the Ad Hero Podcast. <laughs> My name is Gino Giovanni. And I'm Matthew Olivieri. And we are your personal ad heroes coming to you every Friday here on adsymbol.com on all major podcast platforms and social media. That's right. Uh, we got an amazing show lined up today. What are we going over today, my friend? So today we're going to be talking about advertising within the streaming services. It's a topic we've been wanting to catch up on a, for a long time now, and it's finally here. Yeah, it's a big deal. We made an episode. Uh, was that season one when we made an episode about... No, that was actually season two. Season two yeah. Earlier this year when we talked about death of regular television... Um, people moving over to streaming services, how what a big deal they're becoming. And so this episode is an extension of that one. So it's kind of like an Easter egg episode. You got to go back and listen to the other ep- episode to kind of know what we're talking about. Or it's like Avengers, you know, it just kind of builds up. Okay, I'll, t- I'll, t- big... I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll take that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this episode's going to get more into the, the minutia, uh, the details, the nitty gritty, the trenches of streaming services and more specifically, the advertising on those streaming services. We got a lot of exciting things to cover. But before we get all that, we got some major news coming in the, the A block here, the banter section of the show. What do we got lined up, Gino? That's right. That's right. Uh, for our weekly banter report, uh, we have things that we're going to talk about, like Uber and Lyft granted emergency stay in California till mid-October. We have uh, Apple evaluated at $2 trillion. And we also have Marvel... And DC Universe Wars coming to movies and a new website. Speaking of DC, DC Phantom. Yes, uh, there is a lot of information. <laughs> that was a little flub on our sound effects. And I, I guess we actually have to pay for the app at some point for it to work right. That's kind of annoying. But anyways, um, yes, no, that first one there is huge because I'm a, I'm a massive Uber and Lyft rider, um, and I use it frequently, especially on the weekends. Um, if you're going to go out and party and have a couple of drinks, please don't ever drink and drive. It's just like the stupidest thing to do. It is. You put your own life at risk as well as other innocent people around you. Um, and so thank goodness for Uber and Lyft because it's super convenient. We live out here in Silicon Valley, California. And for whatever reason, um, the wonderful government of California decided to uh, make some sort of rule that Uber and Lyft would have to hire all the riders, all the people that drive for Uber and Lyft, they'd have to become um, official employees of Uber and Lyft, despite the fact that all of these people who do this, they don't want to be employees. They want to be independent contractors. They like doing it as a side hustle, um, and they don't like all the restrictions that go along with being an official employee. And so anyways, uh, both companies were granted an emergency stay so they could stay operating in California. If you're listening from any other part of the United States or globally, this isn't really an issue for you. But us here in California, pretty big state, lots of people, 
um, rely on these services. So it's a big deal that we have an emergency stay there, that they can fight this in court. And I think there's a ballot measure in November that might reverse what the previous uh, bill that was passed that was going to have to make all these people employees. That's huge. All right. So I'm going to be voting that that thing passes in November because I love these services and a lot of people do too. But uh, moving right along to Apple evaluated at $2 trillion. Incredible. Uh, what does uh, Jeff Bezos think of this? <laughs> you know, uh, I'm sure I'm sure every billionaire is is like, you know, we'll give props. But at the same time, it's just like I can see that, that hey, you know, I could have been two trillion dollars. Right. Right. I can also see uh, Steve Jobs somewhere in heaven going. But wait, there's one more thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Remember that? It's a classic <laughs> line. And on to the other really big news in our A Block here. Um, the DC Universe, for those of you guys who are loyal fans of the show, we love you. We appreciate you. You guys know that we're massive comic book fanboys here. We love talking about uh, the MCU and the DC Universe and comic book movies and just that entire genre. It's just a personal thing that we love. And so anyways, with the big news here that's dropping is that all the major shows that are on the DC Universe website, for those of you who do not know, the DC Universe website is... DCUniverse.com. And it is a streaming service. Streaming right? service, correct. Okay, so and what, what could you get on that streaming service if you signed up for it prior to this big announcement? So I've been on before. You get uh, TV shows, you get movies, and you get comic books. Okay, so you get all of that great stuff, everything DC. So you're not going to find any Wolverine or Spider-Man on no. that. But Batman, <clears throat> Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Superman, you get all that. And all owned by Time Warner. And all way. owned by Time AT&T. Warner. So guess who else is owned by Time Warner? HBO Max. Mm-hmm. And that is where this big announcement comes into play. Apparently, everybody is all in on HBO Max, which is the brand new streaming service, keeping in line with our episode today. HBO Max is the brand new streaming service um, for HBO, and you can subscribe to it and get access to all of their great programming. But the DC Universe shows, some of their most popular shows, including Doom Patrol, um, including what other shows? Stargirl. Stargirl, several other ones. Several other ones. They are all going to be moving over to the HBO Max platform. So why is this a big deal? Well, you have this incredible fan base of people around the world who love the DC universe and and having access to the comic books and all this other original content, those individuals who are already paying to be subscribers of the DC universe, if they want to continue to be able to get that original content in those programs, are now going to have to also sign up and pay for HBO Max. That's right. What do you think about that, Gino? Uh, you know, I... <laughs> I'm 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 liking that DC Universe is like on life life support in the, in the sense that like the rumor was it was on its way out, um, but I swear like the more I, I keep thinking about it, the more I keep thinking that I think Disney did it best. You know, you go into Disney Plus, and this is no plug to Disney at all, but I'm just saying though that is that I think Disney Plus did it best where you have Marvel, Star Wars, Net Geo. And something else on Disney Plus, where the, the those those other companies aren't relying on their own content. This is like, no, we're all a big team, and you can get all this content on one app. And mm. which I thought, 
the rumor was that all the DC content was getting towards HBO Max, and uh, it seems like maybe some of it might stay, but most of it will go. Like, I, just just send it all there. Okay, but as a <laughs> as a as a fan of the universe, but also as a father, you got already have bills to pay and stuff like that. Are you interested in now signing up for two streaming services to get access to the content that you originally only had to pay for one, which would be the DC Universe? Not personally. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So I think and that it's charged too much, I think. I think it's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. Um, I, now, again, they're claiming the that they're not shutting down the DC Universe website, that they believe there's enough uh, people who are fans who just want access to the library of comic books and some of that other original content that will stay on the DC Universe. And But I, I fully expect that their subscriber count is going to start trickling off. Oh, it already is. Uh, I, well, it's going to keep going lower. Yeah, right. And now HBO Max will pick up some of that subscriber base. I think so, too. But I think it would be a mistake to think that a 100% of the people who drop off of the DC Universe are just going to instantly sign up for HBO Max. I think right. that would be a mistake. Heck, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League is going to HBO Max. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. So the the funny thing is, on the previous episode of the Ad Hero podcast, we talked about you know HBO previously having two two different streaming services. Right. They had HBO Go and they had HBO Now, right. and they're doing away with those. And it's it they're just all in on HBO Max right now, and they're bringing this content over from DC Universe so they can beef up the library that the HBO Max product has available. So it really makes it worth the subscription fee. Um, it's just, again, this is the growing pains of all of these entertainment massive organizations trying to figure out the streaming service game. So to your point, right. Disney did really set that bar extremely high for others to follow. And coincidentally enough, we have an episode on the Ad Hero podcast about that. We do. Uh, and and real quick, uh, I mean, I used to market AT&T services, so even a few years ago, it was just very confusing to figure out what direction AT&T wants to go. Because originally, two years ago, there was going to be a brand new AT&T app. And that kind of came about. But then all of a sudden, oh, here's this HBO Max. And then it's like, well, what are you going to do with DC Universe? There's no clear cut direction for this business. Yeah, it's uh, they got their work cut out for them. And I think the scary thing is when you're an organization that large, yeah. I will equate it to, you know, riding in the Titanic. Mm. You know, you're not just going to be able to pivot on a dime and go a different direction and avoid an iceberg. Okay? So if they're not careful, they could run up on an iceberg here with right. this approach. That's right. Because, you know, you can only pull people in so many different directions in terms of what you're telling them you're going to be doing. Right? And disrupting, you know, first of all, you have to clean up the HBO app problem that they're currently in the process of doing. Now you're going to have a problem with upset people who've been subscribing to the DC Universe. And now they're being told they have to subscribe to HBO Max instead. You know, this is a, this is a nightmare for AT&T at the very top of all of this to figure this out. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that trickles down in the next coming uh, uh, several months and years for sure. But I think it helps right. us uh, ducktail into 
um, the, the main meat and potatoes of the episode here, which is all of these different streaming services. This is, uh, again, we did an episode earlier this year where we kind of, uh, like fortune tellers, we kind of foretold that the future was no longer going to be regular television, and instead it's going to be all of these apps, streaming services, and people are just going to be able to cherry-pick the channels and the services that they care about. I know people right now that they could care less about any news station, any anything. All they want on their TV is Disney+. Plus. Hmm. I know people like that right now. I know other people that all they care about is Netflix, and that's the only thing that they'll pay for every single month. Right. I myself, in my own household, I use Amazon um, and their Prime program to get access to all kinds of content, but including streaming services. Like I can get access to Netflix. I can get access to Disney+. Plus, I can... But I can't get access to HBO Max. Yeah, I did talk about that. We, I have to switch over to Apple TV for that. So, Gino, can you give our listeners a breakdown of maybe just a few of the big corporations who are out there? And some, this is just a sample list of some of the streaming services that are available right now today. Right. And and by the way, these these companies that we picked, are like they aren't, you know, we're not... Uh, tailgating them or anything like that no this is just ones that we know for sure that have advertising on there and that would benefit you the listener or viewer uh with disney being one of them having abc hulu uh e, which they acquired uh espn plus free forum mm-hmm. for all the teenagers out there uh viacom cbs uh when the merger happened last year they had a cbs which they already owned anyway but pluto tv nickelodeon bet mtv Comedy Central and Paramount, uh, and then finally NBC, Comcast, Universal, and their newest app, newest kid on the block, Peacock. That's right, and and these are specific channels, uh, streaming services that allow for advertising. That's correct. so you will notice that we did not mention Netflix or Disney Plus no, because those two streaming services are very uh, famous for having no ads in the entire viewing experience. Which most people like. Which most people do like and even are willing to maybe even pay a little bit more for their subscription. That's correct. For that luxury, right? That's correct. All these other services that Gino just mentioned do have advertising um, in in their uh, programming. and But what's interesting is they all go about it a little bit different ways. They do. So let's get into some of the differences of how these streaming services are doing their advertising. Well, first of all, most of these services are free to use for the public. Uh, some features a monthly charge around $5 for every, every so, like, you know, a certain amount of commercials uh, or no commercials, uh, but no live TV. And for a premium monthly charge with no commercials, live TV, and some features, or premium features, I should say, uh, including places like Showtime. Wow. Wow. So this is going to be, this is really kind of like a a full-on massive brawl between all the different studios, all the different corporations trying to figure this thing out and what format works the best. Oh, the sound effects aren't working today. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to throw a sound effect. Yeah, we're going to... Yeah, it didn't, didn't work. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, so but that, anyways, yeah. big... Why is, this, why is this such a big deal? Because nobody has figured this thing out yet. Um, that's right. the point, right? But, but but the one I love the most yeah. is Freeform's approach. Oh, I got to tell about this. So, yeah. Gino, t- for anyone who doesn't know, describe what Freeform is 
and and go into the details of their very unique approach to ads in their programming. So Freeforms is uh, is owned by Disney, and it's geared towards more like the teenage crowd. Uh, however, I personally, for a forty year old man, like to watch one show on there, or actually, I think there's two. Uh, that was uh, Marvel's uh, Runaways and uh, Cloak and Dagger. So that was my guilty pleasure, but. Um, what would happen though is is that you're given commercials. Oh, and by the way, Freeform is also a uh, regular television uh, channel as well. So what would happen is is that you would get ads on the streaming services. However, you can bypass the ads by building up points. When you log in to Freeform, you have an account, and the more commercials you watch, the more points you get, and I you can this. use those points to bypass commercials later on in I your programming. That. I freaking love that. <laughs> Whoever invented that idea, we need to have them on the podcast yeah. and just congratulate them and maybe give them like the first ever Ad Hero Podcast Award. And you know what? We have yet to create. I didn't spend one dime. <laughs> you know, I, it's just, it's a brilliant, brilliant concept. Okay. It's like advertisers are paying to have my attention. And so Freeform comes along and says, you know what? We'll pay you to pay attention to this ad. Yeah. It helps Basically. the, it helps the advertiser validate how many people have actually watched the ad in terms of data and analytics. It rewards the viewer for participating in the programming. And then I kind of get excited seeing my account balance build up and knowing that if there was going to be another episode of Cloak and Dagger coming out and I don't want to have to sit through any commercials whatsoever, that I have the option of going to my bank, my freeform bank, mm. you know, and take those credits and apply it so I can enjoy the program commercial free. That's I just right. think it's – I mean, if there has to be a single type of approach – that all these other services should copy, I would say it should be that one. That is good. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Okay? Because I will tell you, um, and it's funny you mentioned that they have, um, it's funny that you mentioned that they have a regular channel, but then they also have the streaming service. And let me tell you why that's interesting to mm. me. Um, that's interesting to me because if our listening audience can think back to the early days of the internet, Everybody who worked in a company had to have a regular working, functioning website. Hmm. Then in the, I don't know, what would you call it, mid-2000s, apps started to become very popular when the iPhone first came out. Right. Okay? And with the invention of the iPhone, all of a sudden now, um, apps were all, all the rage. And so what people were doing was initially just figuring out how they could take their already existing website and make it app like make it mobile friendly, right? That's a terminology. It's called uh, like uh, you know, it's messing with the responsiveness of a website. So it looks good on a small screen. It looks good on a big screen. Okay, but over time, even that wasn't good enough. And then you started having companies actually going out of their way to pay engineers and developers to create apps that specifically operated on iPhones and mobile devices like Android, and they were an extension of the core website service. <clears throat> so you have your core website that's got all the bells and whistles, but then you could download an optional app that would have maybe some connection to the website, some of the bells and whistles, but not everything, but, but it looked and functioned really fast and really good for the app experience. 
Okay, so that's what I feel is going to be happening here. You're going to have you have regular MTV that you can get on, you know, Comcast and Cox Communications and all these different cable box, DirecTV, etc. But then you're going to have the MTV streaming service, right? Right. You have the regular freeform channel, but then you have the freeform streaming service. You have the Disney Channel, which still exists, but now you have Disney Plus. Well, that's and kinda, the list goes on and on and on. Right, and those have been around. Like you know, Disney. There's been Disney Now, which is st- still around. Um, Paramount Network, which was before the old Spike TV. Like all these, you could log on to and see content that you can play at any time. Who was what, who was the guy that who who was out before Disney Plus? That Disney Plus really kind of waited wait on the sidelines to to pick off the uh, subscriber model. I guess it kind of would be Netflix. It was be, right? it was pretty much Netflix. Okay, Netflix Netflix kind of set the tone right. for people willing to subscribe every single month for something, right? And then ESPN Plus came out, right? And ESPN Plus had wait, did ESPN Plus come out before Disney Plus or the other way around? I think ESPN Plus came out before. That's yeah. right. That's right. I and so they're did. kind of gauging what that interest was. Right. And I'm an ESPN Plus subscriber. I love ESPN Plus for soccer games, for boxing, for MMA. And you know what? Before Disney, well, actually, I guess Disney always had a stake in Hulu, but now they 100% control Hulu after the right. merger and, and so forth. Uh, but uh, uh, Hulu has definitely improved on its content, I might add. Uh, I mean, I never had a problem with it, but as a uh, subscriber and as just, you know, being out in in public, no one really watched Hulu. Mm. Now Hulu has jumped up and a lot of people have subscribed to it. That's a big deal. That's a really big deal. So so getting back to the advertiser advertising experience that these different streaming services are all testing out right now. We mentioned Freeform and their very unique approach. Um, other services that exist are really missing the mark. And I'm going to talk about one specific one that I see time and again, which is I subscribe to the uh, CNBC um, uh, mobile viewing experience Mm. there, which is an extension of the CNBC regular channel. I watch it every morning for the stock show and just try to get updates on the world events and whatnot. And the commercials that they play when they go to commercial break are not the commercials that you would see if you were watching it on TV, right? Mm. It's like the it's like the streaming version of the commercial. But the problem is it's the same commercial time and time again. They literally just keep playing like the same commercial. It's almost like it's like on a broken loop. Yeah. And I've also experienced this on the ESPN app streaming service as well. And I've experienced it on the Fox News app. There you go. Yes. It's the same ad over and over again. Now, this is really rubbing marketers the wrong way. It really is. Okay? So data and and being able to programmatically buy your advertising, if you're in marketing for a company and you're trying to get an ad for your business on these different streaming services, that would annoy the hell out of you. If you blew through $10,000 of marketing spend because they showed the same ad over and over and over again to the same person. So Gino, what's some of this what's some of this new digital ad management technology that these different services are going to be trying to roll out to mitigate that? Well, Viacom has their own thing where it's called IQ and basically companies can buy out a block of commercials and that will expand over many different uh, streaming services. 
So it doesn't just hit the same viewer over and over again on the same app. Correct. Correct. Now, NBC goes a little bit further with their one pl platform and that they not only go around like the same uh, or their own apps as well, but it also, uh, as they put it, like allows advertisers to buy digital and linear inventory altogether. So I... And, and trying to find out exactly what all that means. Yeah, I, but, I, I, <laughs> if, if I could interject, I think what it means, as I understand that, is you know, it's a one-stop shop where you can buy advertising space on the streaming services, and you can also echo the advertising or also buy the advertising space on the traditional NBC channel or something like that. Then there's that. that too as well. Right, Correct. yeah, exactly. Because you know what? I mean, and, and uh, fun fact here, these advertisers uh, actually buy their inventory a year in advance. That makes sense. I mean, you got to think the biggest, uh, we talked about this on an episode before, you know, movie, movie studios plan uh, pre-production for major films, you know, two, three years out. Right. Okay, so the bigger the advertiser and the bigger the budget, yeah, you got to believe that they're looking already into the end of 2021 right now of what they're going to be planning to buy or, you know, this time next year and stuff like that it makes so a lot of sense. It does. And and so these companies, the bulk of their uh, sales comes the the previous year. So 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 they might already have 2021 pretty much wrapped up, maybe 75 percent of it. Uh uh, doing it in 2020. That's fascinating. Isn't that great? That's fascinating. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that would be an example of a couple of the streaming services that just they haven't really nailed it yet, right? They're they're taking um, the money in from from you know you the advertiser, and they're just cycling through the ad over and over again. The same person is being exposed to it multiple times. It's becoming stale, and and uh, you know I'll tell you one interesting one that we haven't even brought up yet, and that's Twitch. Um, t I'm gonna put. A spotlight on Twitch right now. I've brought it up a few times. I myself dabble in Twitch. I have a Twitch channel. I stream uh, playing video games on my channel. It's MJO Snaps. You can find me multiple times throughout the week just doing that. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy the community. But what I really appreciate is the advertising that they play throughout that experience. And the, and the ads typically come up for the people who have the most viewers. So if you're a big time streamer on Twitch and you have tens of thousands of people watching you play a game what typically will happen is before you get to see the person that you're trying to watch play the video game they'll show an ad maybe even two ads okay also if you're watching the stream of a gamer for like a really long period of time like 30 minutes or an hour some point of that stream will just automatically kick over to an ad for 30 seconds and then kick back to the stream that by itself is not the interesting thing the interesting thing is that every single ad I've seen on the platform has been completely customized to the gaming universe. So the jack-in-the-box ad is not just repurposed from regular TV. It is literally made special for Twitch with the young younger audience in mind, and it might even feature, uh, feature Jack playing a video game, starting to feel hungry or whatever that he wants to go get some tacos. Well, that's interesting because that's what Disney's doing with their programmatic platform as well on, on, on streaming. Go ahead. Enlighten us. Uh, well, it just says here that uh, this is all coming from Variety, by the way. Uh, Disney will release an advertising product. It's called Disney Hulu XP, which will give advertisers a chance to place their commercials across both Hulu and Disney TV networks. It's the first time we are uniting them. And it also says that the company plans to offer audience guaranteed bases on completed video views 
um, and also plans to provide clients a chance to buy so-called programmatic inventory or advertising as its place according to a, well, basically they just want the data. Predefined data sets. Just sum it up, they want the data. Predefined data sets, <laughs> right, right. So it's a way for advertisers to optimize their, their spend. Correct. Okay, that's what, that's what they're kind of getting at there. And anyways, what I can say is I just think that if you are in a business right now and you're looking at 2021, these streaming channels are a huge opportunity because the inventory is massive. The amount of inventory that all these channels are going to have available to sell is a lot. So if you can get in and get in early and strategically, you can handpick out the different platforms that you want to put your product or service to advertise on. I think it's really smart. You could probably get some phenomenal rates to do it, okay? But keep an eye out for things like this Disney Hulu XP, um, the CBS uh, IQ, uh, Viacom CBS IQ product, and keep an eye out for things like Twitch or opportunities like Twitch, I should say, where you can hand tailor the message to the audience demographic and really make it engaging. I think that's going to be your biggest opportunity and then, like I said, just to wrap it up, the free form concept, if more streaming services roll that out and you, as an advertiser, you put your ad on a service like that, the data that you're going to get back is going to be huge. That's going to be really good data. So I hope more services roll that out. Well, real quick, <laughs> I'm just going to add this. YouTube, I'm sorry, man. I like, I'm a YouTube junkie. I'm on YouTube a lot. But when you interrupt my videos with commercials it throws me off yeah yeah we didn't we, yeah we didn't even get into that unfortunately we're running out of time but yeah youtube has definitely not figured it out yet i mean if i'm watching a music video or something as you just said and you're just going to interrupt my experience with an ad because you just feel like interrupting my experience with an ad like i hate you and then sometimes the video that you click on they give you a commercial beforehand and that's longer than the video that you want oh it's ridiculous <laughs> youtube's got a lot of work to figure it out but I, you know google's smart they'll they'll eventually get there but other people are doing it better than them you have your final thoughts well my final thoughts are just that you know like i said keep an eye out for these services there's huge opportunities heading into next year um with all of them and don't be afraid to test something new i think that's that's a big deal there I also want to switch gears uh, really quick and just tell our listening audience that, you know, we really appreciate everybody uh, that does tune in. We're seeing the analytics go up uh, with uh, lots of viewers from all over the world. And, you know, the really cool thing is we just hit episode 30, the, our political episode last week that just dropped. It was episode 30. This is episode 31. Um, nice. Pretty, pretty special moment to clear the 30 hurdle on our way to 50. And we're going to be coming out with a little uh, subscriber thing here, too. So if you want to support us and help us uh, just keep growing and doing better, bigger and better things, stay tuned in the forthcoming uh, weeks. We'll be announcing some cool stuff over there. But, yeah. I can't believe it's been 30. <laughs> streaming services are where it's at. Get involved with it. Get involved with it early and you know, keep your ear to the ground for great opportunities there if you're in marketing of any size business. Gino. All right, follow us online through social media at Ad Symbol. Uh, YouTube, uh, on, on our YouTube page, give us a like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell to be notified about all Ad Hero shows and the various other content related to marketing. And don't forget to leave a comment and question below and let us know your thoughts. 
For inquiries and more information about outdoor advertising, visit our site, adsymbol.com. Find the Ad Hero Podcast on all major platforms. Thank you for tuning in to the Ad Hero Podcast every Friday. My name is Gio Giovanni. And I am Matthew Olivieri. Signing out. Want to advertise big and build massive brand authority at the same time? It's easier than you think. Open Display by AdSymbol lets you advertise on digital billboards nationwide. Just go to OpenDisplay.com for a free account to get started. 